Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf, Derek Wangler, the Niagara Gazette in studio uh, after getting married. Congratulations, Derek. And we are joined by Coach John Fowler, sweet home. We're going to be saying goodbye to Coach Fowler. He's retiring, and uh, this is, a, I think, a, a great opportunity for us uh, to uh, talk to Coach Fowler, pick his brain about uh, uh, not only his career, but we're also going to get into some lacrosse talk, talk about uh, some of the All-Stars that have uh, that we've seen this year and uh, who's All-Star worthy. So we're going to get into all that plus news and notes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Derek, I'm giving you mad, mad, mad props. You get married last week, and you're back at it this week. You're dedicated. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was joking with uh, with with Mike, the editor over at the, the Gazette. And he was, uh, uh, he was like, "Hey, can you make it back? Uh, you know, work on Friday?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I don't know. I was kind of wasn't planning on it, but I can if I, you know, if you need me to." And he's like, "Well, I need somebody to cover the women's Porter Cup." I'm like, "Oh, just walk around a golf course for for eight hours?" I you know. Okay, <laughs> twist had, my I've arm. Had worst days. So, <laughs> How's yeah. that going so far? Uh, they just finished up yesterday the women's Porter Cup. Uh, the uh, uh, lowest K go from from the Philippines uh, won it, fifth annual Porter Cup. So, uh, and it was. Uh, I mean, the course looks great. Everybody was. Uh, you know, it's 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 really cool to hear all the all the amateurs and everything like that talk about how great the course is and how great the area is and, oh nice um, yeah no it was it was really great that that they do a really good job over there at the porter cup niagara falls country club yes at the niagara falls country club those yeah. kids are good yeah uh, that's some good golfing yeah it's it's really really competitive the uh actually the the girl who won yesterday shot seven under and that was like i think it was like two shots off of the course record it's <laughs> not <clears> fair <throat> yeah. yeah she had a pretty good round Seven under. I'm seven over after one hole. <laughs> I'll stick to disc golf. <laughs> That's a little bit easier for me. All right, let's get into news and notes, Frank. Well, wait. Well, Ryan is or uh, Nate's out today golfing. Yeah, that's right. He's out golfing. Roger is out covering uh, softball, so he's the way of, what, two teams going today? Yeah, Will East right now is up 7-3 on some school called Jamesville DeWitt. Yeah. So they're up right now and looking good, 7-3, top of six. Nice. That's from Tim Slade. You can follow him uh, on Twitter, at Section 6, at Section capital V-I. That's Tim Slade, and he's uh, at the game, and that's where Roger is. Do you think Roger's had a garbage plate since he's been out there? Had to have. Had to have. He's not The starting. question is, does he get two in today? <laughs> he, wants, wanna... he wants to tie his personal best. <laughs> well, good luck to him. Um, news and notes. This sent in Wait, from... we also have uh, North Collins uh, playing today, right? Yes. I was going to give him a shout-out in just a second. Oh, okay. My now. bad. I'm They're playing for I'm anxious. 1 p.m. today at Binghamton University. Yesterday defeated from Section 9 S.S. Seward. Is that a boat? The SS Seward? <laughs> Either way, they beat them eight to two, so they take on Fordan, who won yesterday. 
uh, 5-2 over deposit Hancock, a Section 4 team. So it's a Section 6 versus Section 2 matchup today. North Collins, that's the Class D final. Congratulations and good luck to them today as they take on Fort Ann at 1 p.m. Go get them. Yep. And uh, Brian Bake sent this in, Coach uh, Wilson Girls uh, Basketball. I was out there last week at his fundraiser. Great turnout for them. Uh, but he sent us this. He is now on the BCANY uh, board. So uh, he sent us this. The tryouts for this summer Hoop Fest, which is going to be played August 4th through the 6th in Johnson City. That's down in the Binghamton area. We go down there a lot. Uh, Section 6 is going to send down both girls and a boys team. They do that each summer. If you have an athlete you think would benefit from the experience, they would love to have them come try out. The first tryout is Thursday, June 15th from 7 to 9 p.m. That's out at NCCC uh, on Saunders Settlement Road. The following week, they will have uh, practices and tryouts on the 21st and 22nd location to be announced. Uh, but you can follow that on our Facebook page, uh, Inside High School Sports, for more information on how you can sign up and register and meet up at the tryout with Coach Bakes. Uh, let's see, moving on here. We'll save all this lacrosse. All these lacrosse props for later because we'll get into that with Coach Fowler, who's uh, spent 40 years, Tony. Is that all? 40 years. <laughs> he was the first. You were the first coach, right? I was, was the first, first coach. Uh, the only coach. One year I didn't coach because I was the AD for one year. But other than that, I coached every year. Wow. <laughs> Since 77. Wow. Congratulations. A uh, couple coaching uh, hires uh, last over the course of last week. Uh, my favorite of is Joe Catalano, my cousin. Uh, it's taken over for his sister at Lockport. Uh, we could finally announce that. Uh, Derek, I'm sure you're going to be all over that uh, feature story for the Gazette, possibly. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, Catalano in at Lockport. And then Fran Snyder is back in the Monsignor Martin. He'll be at Mount St. Mary's. Welcome back, Fran. He was missed. And St. Joe's won the Georgetown Cup. Uh, best of three series. They defeated Mount St. Or, excuse me, St. Mary's of Lancaster. Sorry, guys. Uh, on Thursday, part of a makeup, uh, they got rained out on Wednesday, so they had to play the on Thursday, and St. Joe's came out on top. There it was a it was a nail biter for St. Joe's for a while. They were down one nothing, I believe, heading into the top of the six before they uh, before uh, St. Joe's pulled away. Had a big uh, had a beginning there, and uh, congratulations to St. Mary's boys as well. I mean, they fought a, a great fight. They could have folded on Tuesday, but they didn't. They they had a must win game, and they came through and. Forced a deciding game, so hats off to those kids. And uh, we already talked about North Collins. There's a lot of great track stars out there right now running in Binghamton as well. I, Sweet I Home Track. They're doing phenomenal. Uh, this is the Sweet Home team. Anthony Williams, Eric Johnson, Thomas Rivera, Nate Davis. We'll give them some props in the 4x100. Here's another kid you've heard of, Eric Bartnick. Mm-hmm. From Cheektowaga, I believe. 4x400. Uh, he's with Kyle Krasnowski. I'm butchering that kid's name. Steve yeah, Austin. Steve Austin, the wrestler? Stone and, Cold. <laughs> and it just says Connor. Or was it the Million Dollar is. Man, Steve Austin? <laughs> but uh, check it out. They might be too young to remember. Yeah, yeah definitely. But just follow follow uh, Section 6 on Twitter or check the Inside High School Sports page for regular updates. Um, Francis Beck is actually covering the state lacrosse championship uh, finals up at uh, St. John Fisher. Uh, for New York State Public High Schools today. Good job, Francis, on getting that job. So he's out there, and uh, he'll be tweeting from that uh, handle, at NYSPHSAA, if you want to know what's going on at St. John's. Unfortunately, we do not have a Section 6 representative there. 
But good luck to those teams today. All right, we're going to go to the phone. We're going to say hello to Bob Carnavelli, who has, I believe, uh, some awards to announce. Or yeah, so, how you doing? Tom? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Very good, thank you. I just wanted to mention uh, our Butler Mitchell Alumni Association um, is. Uh, we started uh, a year or two ago giving an award of athletic excellence to a high school team or teams. And this year, tomorrow, we're honoring the St. Mary's High School women's volleyball uh, team. They were state champs, and probably I think they were number one ranked team in the state. Uh, and every year, we do uh, try to do a good job of examining all of the high school teams, men's and women's. Uh, last year, we awarded the the uh, trophy to the uh, East Aurora men's and women's uh, cross-country, who are both state champions. And this year it's the St. Mary's. It's tomorrow at um, uh, Salvatore's. And um, just wanted to mention it. Uh, it's a nice honor for them. Uh, Coach uh, Don Pachinski and his team will be there. And, again, it's just another community service uh, thing we try to do for the, the kids in western New York, along with the Silver Hoops and and, and other uh, other events. So I uh, thank you for letting me uh, announce it. Uh, it is tomorrow, and they'll be receiving. We give them all jackets and uh, a big trophy for their trophy case. And um, I know the East Aurora people were were thrilled to get it last year, and St. Mary's is very happy about it, getting it this year. Oh, that's awesome stuff, Bob. You guys are doing tremendous stuff, and uh, thank you for uh, chiming in and giving us that today. Yeah, just last, we have a wonderful one of your sponsors, uh, Mike Perrell from Minio and Sapios. Uh, he, sp- he helps sponsor this award, too, and Mike uh, has always been a great uh friend to uh, Western New York sports. Oh, absolutely. A great friend, especially to the high school community. Uh, so thank you to Minio and Sapio. Bob, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. All right. Same to you, Tony. All right. Take care. Bob Carnavelli. All right. We're going to shift gears. Uh, we have any updates, Frank, or are we uh, we'll good right now? It's 5-3, top of 7, uh, Willie's three outs away. They were leading 5 nothing at one point. This should be pointed out, though. Ooh. Five three, they're hanging on. A little bit of a nail biter. It's all right. Three outs away. We could deal. Keep us updated. As we mentioned, we have John Faller in studio. John, after forty years, you are uh, you're, you're hanging up the whistle, and that's a very difficult thing for coaches to do. They say once coaching is in your blood, it stays in your blood. Uh, your thoughts uh, going into retirement. That's uh, something I've been preparing for, and I think you're right when you say that it gets in your blood and it's part of your life, and uh, especially for me for 40 years of my life doing it. But um, I had a great time. I've seen both ends of the spectrum, the ups, the downs, the good times, the bad times, and uh, I've been very fortunate because uh, some coaches put in just as much time and work as I do and never get to uh, see some of the rewards that we've, we've gotten at Sweet Home. Well, you've had, I mean, you know, an incredible career, state championships in uh, football, massive success in lacrosse. Uh, some of your top memories over the years? Um, sometimes. Obviously you, you the know, back-to-back championships in football. Yeah, the two state championships obviously are something that will uh, pretty much live on forever, you know, and so forth. And then the, uh, the 13 team that made it to the state championship, and we lost to uh, Vern Hills. So to make it three times there is is uh, something that we could really be proud for the school.
But I think sometimes as a coach, you look back on the years where you start off and aren't doing so well and finish strong, and sometimes those years are the most memorable because you, you realize what you had to do to attain that. So while all the accomplishments are great, um, the memories and uh, me being retiring and hearing from people I coached 20, 30 years ago that uh, got the message that I was trying to give to them, not just about scoring touchdowns or scoring goals, but uh, what life's about, what kind of decisions you need to make. And uh, I've always said it's some will get it when they're 17, some won't get it till they're 34. But as long as they get the message, then I feel pretty good about it. You know, talking with coaches throughout the years, and you know, whenever I pick a coach's uh, mind, you know, as I try to learn for coaching, and that is uh, when you look back and you see one of your former players or students succeeding and doing something, uh, you know, really good, and it, the feeling that it, it gives you, like, wow, yeah. You know, I'm happy for him or her. Yeah, very much so. Um, as I was alluding to earlier about the uh, the emails and the texts that I get from former students and so forth, um, you know, they've learned that the things that I was trying to teach them besides the skill levels in football and lacrosse, what, uh, what it means to have some perseverance. I know when I first took over coaching, I put a sign up in the locker room. It said, attitude, discipline, and commitment. And those three words are hanging up there, and I can explain or get through, a, get through to a kid any situation using those three words. And if those three things come to, uh, come to realization with each of our players, then I know they'll be successful in life. High school sports in general, headed in the right direction, wrong direction, or just about right? Uh, sometimes you wonder when you get to this stage in my life, you know, you wonder, like, how did I get into this? What, what made me do this? But... Obviously, I had a love for sports. Sports was a big part of my life. It helped me to uh, do the things that I've done here in, uh, at Sweet Home High School in New York State. But uh, I think it's just something that's meant to happen. I've always been very fortunate to uh, be at a school like Sweet Home and the, the people that have surrounded me there before me and that I've worked with the last few years. But um, I just think it's something that... Uh, is meant to be, and uh, I was glad I was part of it. If you could change one thing about high school athletics, what would it be? Um, I think if I could make the, uh, the parents, especially because I don't have as much contact with them, I know I teach it to my students, but let them know that, you know, sports is important. You should be happy that your kids are playing a sport, whether it's in high school, it's in college, whatever level, but then understand that it's just a part of their life and it's a part of their life that can help them grow and mature to make the right life choices when they get older as adults. As it breaks your heart when they don't make the right choices. You and I had a conversation, we're not going to mention player's name, but didn't make the right choices. And uh, you look back and you're like, wow, you squandered so much potential. That has to drive you crazy. Yeah, you, you learn to deal with it at the time when it happens. Uh, you're very disappointed, uh, especially for the young man or person that's in that situation because they only get one chance to get through this time in their life and uh, if they're not making the right choices they don't get a second chance so to speak uh, especially in athletics and uh, I think it's just something that the uh, the young people have to try to understand we have to get the parents to understand that this is one part of their life but it's not the end all to everything that they're going to be accomplishing and um, 
the ones that uh, mess up, we hope that they can change a little bit and get their life back on track. You know, the two areas that you hope that uh, especially high school-age kids understand is the importance of education, getting good grades, and uh, keeping your nose clean on social media. Yeah, you know, I, there's a saying out there that some people put on their uh, email that says, uh, knowledge is power. And I think that's uh, very important because the more knowledge you have, the more well-educated you are, the better choices you're going to be able to make in your life, um, and you pass these things on. And I think that's what all coaches are trying to do, make these kids understand that, yeah, competition is great, and uh, and when you go out there, you compete because there's a scoreboard out there, so there's no getting around that. You win or lose, there's no in-between. But it's the same thing in life. Are you getting that promotion or you're not getting that promotion? You deal with it and you move on. And um, so I think most of the coaches I've worked with over the years, we all kind of have that same premise. And um, those are the things that we're really trying to stress with the players. Now, you're not exactly hanging it up, uh, you know, yesterday. You're, you do have a couple of uh, events that you're going to be involved with this summer. Uh, you want to elaborate on that? Well, we have the uh, – the, uh, Section 6 Exceptional Senior Lacrosse Game, the all-star game for our seniors, coming up this Wednesday at Sweet Home. It's uh, 7 p.m. And uh, we started, myself and some coaches I worked with uh, years ago, we started this all-star game in 1980, and it's the longest-running lacrosse all-star game in the state of New York. And we've run it every year. It's very low-key. We kind of run it by ourselves with the coaches and everything. And... uh, it's a chance for all these kids that have been opponents and so forth for four years come together as seniors and play together for one last game, and it's something they'll remember quite a while. And then um, the last thing I'm doing in football is uh, helping out with the Lions Club North-South All-Star Game in uh, July. Uh, I'll be helping with the North team. When will the uh, rosters be available, or, or is, are you guys already working on rosters? Rosters for the... The Kensington Lions All-Star Game. Yeah, those are tentative right now. We have rosters. They're not printed up because sometimes uh, players will make a commitment and they back out at the last minute and so forth. So a set roster we don't have, but we are having a meeting uh, coming up later this month where the kids uh, meet for the first time together and we kind of... Hone it down from there. What's the date on that Lions Club game? Last Wednesday of the month. Yeah, it's usually of July. the 25th or 6th of July. Always last. And Coach, it's at uh, Depew this year. Depew? Yeah. Coach, you're being a little modest, humble right now. I was told specifically this week that that's your baby, that senior game, that lacrosse game. You came up with that. That's your baby, I was told. Specifically, you came up with the idea. <laughs> Well, you we know, wanted back in to do something, and, um, you know, it was quite a few years ago, so I'm getting to that age where I don't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's one way of putting it, right? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something we came up with. Uh, we thought it would be nice. I had been associated with the, uh, the All-Star football game previously, uh, working with Joe Shiflett and so forth. So we wanted to do the same thing for lacrosse because back then – when we first started in 77, there was only seven teams playing lacrosse in Western New York. And now we're up to 36 plus all the girls' teams. So um, the All-Star Game was something of a, a friendly get-together that we could do. And um, it was held down in Salamanca. 
and I was handing out some old programs that I had saved. I'm a saver, unfortunately. My wife will tell you. <laughs> and um, we're not going to see it in any TV shows, are we? <laughs> and we saved these uh, programs. I gave them out to some of the guys that are coaching now. They actually played in that game in 1980. Wow! So wow. it was kind of uh, a good reminder and uh, trying to move those memories on. But uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, we're proud of the way we've uh, handled the game. Uh, a lot of the coaches put a lot of time and dedication into it um, just for these kids to get that one last game in. All right, let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we'll get into a little bit more lacrosse talk. Find out uh, uh, who Coach thinks uh, some of the All-Stars were this past season. I have a list that Pete Schneider uh, sent in. Uh, for Monsignor Martin, thanks to Pete, and it's on our uh, Facebook page if you want to check that out. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports, WGR Sports Radio 550. Can you say, Wowie Housley? I told you about Housley's story. I don't know if I will. Well, on the air, I told you about no, Housley's story. Yeah. Right. You got an update time. for us. Yes. So. Will East, the Flames are moving on to the finals. They will play Maine Endwell at 1.30 today for the state championship. Go Flames. All right. Good job. That's what we like to hear. We're talking with John Fowler. We have Derek Wagner from the Niagara Gazette in studio. We have uh, some lacrosse talk coming up. We're kind of pick your brain, Coach, uh, about uh, all Western York players. And, Derek, you've seen uh, some. I'm sure you have a few names that you want to pop off as to uh, who's had a really good year. But before we get into that, a question I do have. Now, you're a football guy. You played uh, all your life. How did you get involved with lacrosse? Uh, it's a sport that... Uh uh, one of my co-workers, uh, Gary Feger, who had went to Cortland and tried playing it there, he was a phys ed teacher with me at Sweet Home, and uh, Bob Barzak was our athletic director at the time. Um, sadly, he passed away this past year, and he uh, gave us the go-ahead to uh, start a club, which was everybody was doing back then, and uh, I helped Gary uh, with the team for a couple years, and then he uh, gave it up, and uh, 77 was the first year we went as a varsity program with the uh, other six or seven teams in the area. And um, spent a lot of time uh, traveling to places like Cortland. Uh, Dave Urich at Hobart was always very open, very open community with the lacrosse coaches in college. And I drive up there to watch practice and so forth and uh, try to learn the game that way. I grew up in Rochester, but most of the teams were from the east side of Rochester, not the west side. And uh, now it's full-blown everywhere, Buffalo, Rochester, and so forth. And uh, lacrosse was one of those sports that kind of matriculated from the Long Island area and moved west as it went along. All right, it seems that as you look at, uh, at strength, you, know, you start with Long Island and move your way all the way here to western New York, but we are catching up uh, yeah. and, and playing very good lacrosse. Was it difficult to convince Sweet Home and the other schools to go varsity with this? I mean, you know, it wasn't a popular sport. I'm, I don't believe that everybody even knew about it, uh, you know, from – you know, your ADs and your principals and all the way up. Yeah, I'd say you were right in that respect. Um, most of the teams that had been playing for a while were Nichols, a private school, and then you had Salamanca, Gowanda, um, and uh, those type, Silver Creek, and those schools that had the Native American programs that had been playing for years. And that's kind of where the strength was. And um, I just think it's something uh, I know Bob Barzek used to tell me, you know, you're here to give sports a chance, give these kids another chance to play something or be involved with something. 
and lacrosse was just another avenue. And it met with a lot of struggles in the beginning at all the schools and so forth because it meant another coach, more money, all the other things that go with sports that people don't think about. Uh, so we were very fortunate to be one of the schools that got the program off, uh, got it started, and uh, I can't tell you the hundreds of uh, boys and now girls that have all been involved in the sport of lacrosse in western New York. And not to mention the youth uh, leagues that have popped up all over. Uh, so the, the game is growing fast. As I said, uh, lacrosse and rugby are the fastest-growing sports. Yes, and people are really gravitating to it, you know, and, and having a lot of fun in the great sports. And so happy that people are in there. Coach, have you noticed more calls coming into your office from recruiters looking at specific players in Section 6 maybe now than, say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Are we starting to become more of a gathering ground, if you will, for some of these colleges to look for players where they were looking into Rochester and Syracuse, Long Island? Now they're starting to look at Western New York maybe a little more? Yeah, I think they've uh, they've always had an interest. We've had coaches come from here. Uh, I was alluding to you during our break with the uh, Empire State Games, and uh, Sweet Home was fortunate to host a couple years up here in uh, in the 80s, and we had coaches from all over Maryland, and you know Jack Emmer, Dick Adell, famous coaches from uh, back in that time period, and they were just impressed with our playing facilities at Sweet Home and so forth, but. That opened the eyes to everybody because you had the best players in New York State competing against each other, and the coaches could come to one venue and see that. But now it's grown so much that you're going to have all these um, so-called travel or outside leagues, everything from BLA to the Champions to Orange Crush, whatever it happens to be. And uh, now these kids are playing tournament lacrosse all summer and traveling all around the country. And uh, these organizations get their players in and uh, travel them out to all these different f uh, venues to play uh, tournament lacrosse. And they're playing against teams from Canada, Wisconsin, Connecticut, Long Island. It doesn't matter. There's just tons and tons of people playing the game now. And so the coaches now, instead of just saying, well, I'm going to Rochester or Long Island, they're going all over the country to recruit these players. And you look at the college rosters, uh, you take somebody like Bill Tierney, who started off at RIT in Rochester when he first started coaching and eventually uh, had six national championships, I think, at Princeton, travels to Denver to start a program there and in so many years wins a national championship there, and which was unheard of. Anything west of the Mississippi, lacrosse was unknown. Wow. Coach, this past season you were... Uh, voted or you were awarded with the man of the year uh, from the section six lacrosse coaches just talk about that honor well I was very uh, humbled and honored to receive that award uh, uh, my fellow coaches who I've known for quite a few years and coaches change you know from time to time but um, there's quite a few of them that I've been around with for uh, some time now and uh, I felt very proud to get that award and uh, very fortunate and it was something that I'll uh, cherish for a long time. And can you talk about the Bob Scott Award, what exactly that means? It looks like they were, it was given to an entire family. Bob Scott Award is one that they started, the U.S. Lacrosse Association started uh, maybe five or six years ago. And basically it's an award to someone or some organization, whatever, that has uh, made uh, great contributions or... Uh, use lacrosse as a, a very strong part of their life. Bob Scott was a former coach at John Hopkins, 
won several uh, national championships there, and the award was uh, mentioned in his honor, or named in his honor. And uh, this year it went to a family that had uh, gone through some tribulations, so to speak. I'll leave it at that. And uh, the coaches all agreed. Uh, we made some nominations, and uh, the family from Hamburg, we, we awarded it to them. That sounds awesome. It really does. Coaches of the year, um, Charlie Workentine. Uh, if I'm butchering that, I apologize. Uh, from uh, Class A, Class B, Vince Schifert, Schifert from Niagara Wheatfield, Coach Ted Lee from Grand Island, and D, Chris Archibald from Eden. Your coaches of the year, Perk. Yeah, all, all these coaches are very deserving. Um, played against them at one time or another, coached against them. Um, very good programs, but I think the biggest thing when the coach of the year, it's not just your record of that year, it's how you've handled your players and how you've conducted your team and how you've worked with them to build them up to get to the level that they did, um, all these teams being in the playoffs. Let's there, talk. Go ahead. There are some All-Americans that should be uh, mentioned. Jason Chidu from Hamburg, Owen Hill, Akron, jo Josh Dahl, Orchard Park, also a football mm -hmm. player. Uh, ben Mazur, Lancaster, Mitch Streety, Orchard Park, and Joe Cooley from Canisius. Then the academic All-Americans, uh, Dylan Avery, uh, I believe that's Williamsville East, Matt Jeffries, Will North, uh, Ben Mazur, Lancaster, Adam Ramsey, East Aurora, uh, Josh Plart, Eden, Jack Lally, St. Joe's. We mentioned his name all year. Jack Lally, what a what a career he's had at St. Joe's. Yeah, that's a, those are great awards. Um, obviously, those programs. When you look at Hamburg and Akron and Orchard Park, um, and, and even Canisius, they lost to St. Joe's this year. But all those uh, All Americans are just outstanding players. And there's always some that don't make it, but are right up there with them. And then the academic All Americans. I just think that's a great thing that U.S. Lacrosse puts out for these kids to just to tie in the fact that, yes, you can be a great athlete, you can also be a great academic student, and uh, you put the two together and you've got something that athletics are trying to teach, an all-around person. And it's just incredible. Some of these kids play multiple sports, yet they're academic All-Americans. I love it. I oh, absolutely well. love it. Uh, let's get into talking about some of the uh, top players, uh, look at some of the attack uh, attackers around Western New York, and I know in Monsignor Martin, uh, Kellen uh, Polera, St. Joe's, uh, Neil Gardner of Timon, uh, Blake Zacho, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, from St. Joe's. Uh, and then from Section 6, Brett Naylor, Clarence, first team, uh, Ben Mazur. What, what position is Brett Naylor? Help Brett me Naylor is an LSM on your sheet, and that stands for long stick midfield. Okay. These are the people that go in on the face-off. They usually have at least one long stick coming in on the face-off. And then years ago, you were allowed to have nine long sticks on the field at one time. Then they got it down to six and five and so forth and now it's four. So you have your close defense with long sticks and you can bring your one long stick midfielder, a defensive specialist, to come in and play. So you gain possession and then he comes off and then... Uh... Yeah, you, he comes off and then if you lose possession, you get a midi off uh, through the substitution box and your long stick midi runs on and plays defense. So you have four long sticks giving you advantage of four instead of three. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of uh, uh, great players. Uh, Niagara Weepfield, you mentioned Coach Shifford over there uh, was, was Coach of the Year. And, um, you know, his his top three, uh, you know, his 
big three midfielders this year were Nate Maloney, Brandon Saveda, and Devin Napoleon. Um, you know, that was a, a really great line for them, really, really uh, uh, allowed them to, um, you know, have a great year. And uh, Dawit Martin came over from North Tonawanda and ended up being the, uh, the leading scorer at Niagara Weedsville this year. Attacker. Um, he he opened into, uh, came into attack. And uh, so, yeah, he had a great year. Uh, and then uh, with Grand Island, uh, again, you mentioned Coach of the Year, Ted Lee. Uh, and he's actually leaving. Uh, yes, I heard. I, I saw that. I got to um, wow. talk to him and see what, uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, say goodbye to him and everything. So, but, yeah, he, he did a great job of turning that program around, and they won a sectional title this year. Um, uh, you know, Joe Boyko uh, was their, uh, you know, leading scorer. He actually broke some records at, uh, at Grand Island this year. Uh, for most points in the uh, in, a, in a single season, I think he jumped into second place overall uh, for his career. And uh, Tom Tom Cessary, Connor Busby, and Jim Thorpe on defense. Uh, so those are some great players for uh, for Grand Island. Um, and I got some girls if uh, if if you, if you don't sure, mind. Sure, go ahead. Quick. So uh, yeah, Niger Wheatfield, Erin uh, Wegrin, she scored four goals in the uh, in in the sec- or the Class B girls. Uh, sectional championship game against Hamburg. Uh, she really kept Niagara Weefield in the game. She was, you know, just just really unstoppable for them for uh, uh, for a good good portion of that game. Uh, and Tiffany Christofanelli and Ariana Smith uh, are all from Niagara Weefield as well. Caitlin Phillips from Niagara uh, Falls set the uh, new score set a new scoring record wow. uh, at Niagara Falls this year. Um, obviously, they're still they still have some work to do as a program to get up, but uh, you know, a great accomplishment for her. She's still playing against Class A teams, and, and I mean, she was a big time scorer for them. Uh, and Alyssa Maxwell from Grand Island, uh, another great player. I'll throw out some uh, midfielders on the Monsignor Martin team. You mentioned Jack Lally of St. Joe's, uh, Hunter uh, Peruki of St. Joe's, Christian Watts of Tymon, uh, Jack um, Falsgraf of Nichols, and Jack Baldwin of Canisius. A couple other attackers, uh, Pat Sullivan, OP, first team, Boyko, who's already mentioned, Martin's already mentioned from Niagara Weefield. Brendan Luthart from Medina, so Middies, uh, Chiaru, who we mentioned a little uh, moment or two ago, an All-American, uh, along with Streety and Owen Hill, and then uh, you just mentioned his name, Brandon Sveda. The only kid from Niagara Weefield, his name escapes me, is the the bowler, too. Nate Maloney. Nate Maloney, exceptional yep. bowler. Yeah, he's a, yeah, and he's he's he he's such a great bowler. Uh, he, and but uh, his his main sport is lacrosse, so he actually plays lacrosse all year round. And then when the bowling season comes around, he pulls the bowling balls out of the basement, and then goes and wins a sectional title. Oh, excuse him for being multi talented. <laughs> I mean, like just it's it's. I mean, like I'm a I'm a bowler, and like I'll bowl all year round all year round and not be able to you know average what he averages. But you know he can just pull it out of the basement, and his mechanics are just so ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, his dad uh, runs a pro shop, yeah. uh, Rich Maloney. So, yeah, he's, he's just got really good mechanics. My but nephew's yeah, already embarrassed me. He rolled a 300 this year. Oh, all right. I've all right. given it up. I'm never going to bring the bowling ball out again. Um, yeah, he's got a uh, – but Dave Maloney has a, 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 a academic and athletic scholarship to Roberts Wesleyan Division yeah. II lacrosse. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's get into, uh, let's see, some defensemen. Jake Lutz of uh, Canisius, Clayton Karam of Canisius, Jack D. Benetetto of Nichols, Clark Thrasher of Nichols, Jake Bell of St. Francis. Section 6 has Josh Dahl from OP, Jacob Schmieder from Hamburg, and then one of my favorite players in all of Section 6, Connor Busby from Grand Island. I love that kid. He's a great football player. Grand Island's lucky to have him. Yeah, he did it all. He did it you all last year. Coach, do you have any names that you would put on first team that we haven't mentioned? Is there uh, anybody out there that we're not uh, – I think I'd sum it up by there's so many great kids and you have to, as coaches, we do this ourselves to vote on them as far as because you can't see every player 
every team, every game during the season. So it's kind of a, a tough thing to do. But we spend a, a good two and a half, three hours every year going through these names and trying to pick out the best kids we can. So while there's some kids that aren't on this list, so to speak, there's a lot of great lacrosse players that are be going, to, going to be going on to play at the next level also. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear of them uh, in the future. There's Roger brings up this idea whenever we talk about picking all-star teams. And, you know, coaches, and you know this from football, uh, you get there and you're battling for your kids. When you're in the meeting, you want as many of your kids on that team as possible. But how about rather than picking your own, you only pick opponents? Yeah, I know that um, uh, Pat Nagy does this over at the Amherst B. He does it for football and lacrosse where they'll send names out to the people in that area and you have to pick players but you can't pick your own so he does put that in place and he comes up with his team like that I think you know I can honestly say that most of the coaches here while you pull for your own like you said they're looking at the best players overall using statistics seeing them in, in person playing and so forth and uh, things of that nature so I feel good about the the names that we come up with and, yes, not everybody can be an All-American. Not everybody can be a first-team Section 6 player. But um, this is a very, very good representation. And a lot of these kids that are seniors on this list, you'll get to see Wednesday night playing against each other. A couple uh, of kids out of Sweet Home that weren't mentioned, Matt Gadamski, Joe Pendolfi, and then another kid named Nathan Fowler. I've heard wow. of that you Nathan, ever, you know that, guy? Uh, that Nathan kid. <laughs> uh, this goes along with my 40 years. Nathan's my grandson. And uh, I was fortunate enough at Sweet Home to uh, coach my son and my grandson. That's my, amazing. My tenure here. And, um, yeah, those three players were uh, very, very good for us uh, throughout this year and last year. And he's a big contributor for you in football. And he, very much so. And uh, very proud of all three of those young men. What was he, number nine? Yes. Ah, I remembered. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, one more segment with uh, Coach Fowler. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Senior that year. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. One last segment. I don't with Coach Fowler, <laughs> we're talking about some memories during the break, some good, some bad. Maybe that's for another another yeah. date in time. But we are talking about some of the top players in Western New York. We're just kind of throwing names around. Uh, you know, first team, I've been mentioning some of the ones that Pete Schneider sent me from uh, Monsignor Martin. Uh, Derek, rattle off some other names that you may have uh, uh, that you'd like to uh, contribute? Uh, you know, I uh, that was pretty much all I I kind of okay. I kind of got got all I needed. Um, but I know like uh, there was a couple other defenders uh, for Niagara Weefield, uh, Matt Beckage. Um, I know I think I saw him on some list, um, and I'm trying to think of what uh, Kyle Minsky I think was their goaltender's name. Um, and you know that was another uh, really good. Okay, there, there we go. Oh yeah, Zach Belter. Uh, Zach Belter was a really good defender for them as well. Um, and uh, you cover Medina. No. Medina's not your team? Okay, I know there's a Kobe L. Bone from Medina. Is that, I think I'm saying his name right. An attacker, uh, Lou Port, Evan Hardison, and uh, we already mentioned Busby's name, uh, Chris Portrait from Akron, defender. Um, what I like about this game coming up, Coach, on Wednesday is you include seniors from not only the Section 6, but also the Monsignor Martin. I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, we've yeah. always uh, strived, I should say. There were years where the section wasn't real positive with lacrosse and everything, trying to keep it ECIC, keep it whatever. And uh, so several times I would have to go in front of the sectional committee and convince them that we need to make it a, a, a whole program. In other words, Western New York lacrosse, which is what it was known as at the time before it became Section 6 lacrosse. And we've tried to include everybody in it because that's what's made lacrosse so successful. So the All-Star Game is a time when we can bring all these teams together and, and play. And, um, it's and we do it with all sports now. I said we do that with all the sports yeah, now. And it was just one of the ones that was later to bring on and so forth. But that's why it's been such an important uh, you know, game for us, for all us coaches and the players and the parents and everything. Uh, they get to see their kids play. And, and this is the first time that you can see people from different leagues and divisions that you may not have seen during the year. A uh, goalie that uh, would throw out some goalie names, uh, Daniel Lafferty of Canisius. He was named first team. Uh, got Jalen Lee of St. Joe's was third team. Uh, Will, I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. Uh, let's see. Flatsgraf. I hope I'm getting that right. <laughs> it's a difficult name. But throw some goalies out there, Coach, that uh, you've uh, been impressed with. I think uh, Ben Mazur over at Lancaster, I, his dad's a coach out there right now. He's done an exceptional job all year, and uh, he's certainly a kid that will uh, move on and probably play at the next level. But uh, you have Jacob Phillips from Hamburg, who also played goalie for uh, a sectional championship team that did an outstanding job. And uh, while we were talking uh, uh, before, we said how a position like goalie, but um, you need to have better and better athletes at that position because they're the quarterback of the team. They're the last line of defense, but they're their first line of offense. So it's just like getting a rebound in basketball. You make a save, you got to push that ball upfield. You got to know where to go. And in some cases, going against a zone ride, you have to bring it up physically. You can't just sit in the goal. So the better athlete that you have there, the better off your team is going to be. And that's, uh, that's gone way, way beyond what it was in the beginning. Here's some good goaltenders from Class B while we're on goaltenders. Josh Paholis, I believe this is how you pronounce the last name, from Will North. Um, Parker Melnick from Williamsville East. Uh, Niagara Weefield, uh, I don't have a goalie's name there. I thought I might have them. Yeah, I thought it was Kyle Otminski. Kyle Otminski. And Hamburg's uh, goaltender, Jacob Phillips, all made first team for Class B. Uh, all outstanding players, and congratulations to all those. Whether you're selected first team, second team, third team, uh, job well done. And, uh, Coach, I can't thank you enough for coming in this morning. It was certainly a pleasure. I wish we had more time because there's so many things that I'd love to talk to you about. Uh, but uh, thank you for everything that you have done for not only Sweet Home but for high school athletics in general. Uh, you're going to be missed. And, uh just, again, thank you for everything. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it, gentlemen, and I certainly appreciate, and we all appreciate the job that you do here at the station and uh, promoting high school sports. It's a great time of their lives, and uh, it's great to watch the sports these kids play. Oh, it's our pleasure. All right, everybody, thank you, Derek, and thanks to Frank, and thanks to Derek for producing, and we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to tune in for more uh, Sports Talk Saturday coming up next on WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.